Hey dreamers, my guest today is making his dreams come true by using his life as an example to inspire others, which I can totally get behind. I was recently on his show, uh, I don't know when it's coming out, but I know, or when this is episode is coming out for that matter, but that's okay, um, you, we, we will get into to what we talked about there, and he, he has also been the inspiration to a previous guest and someone that we raised funds for, uh, like, way back in, like, year one of the show, uh, to, for Lori Foster to get a wheelchair that she no longer needs, thanks to this guy that I'm about to introduce. So, Dreamers, I'd like to welcome to the show, John Casto. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. You are so welcome. Thank you for taking the time to come on and uh, be a part of the Dreamers podcast. Uh, so, so you... Ha- before we get into the background about you, why don't we talk about how you got connected with Lori? Yeah, so uh, it's funny. Before we actually started the recording, we were just talking about Facebook ads. And uh, that's what I use on the paid side to grow my gym uh, locally here right outside of Washington, D.C. And Lori was actually connected to me through a Facebook ad twice, not once, but twice. So the first time we went through her follow-up process, she didn't actually come around. Uh, she, she screened our calls, avoided us at all costs. Second time, she reapplied through the Facebook ad four months later, and uh, she's literally changed her life in the past year. Oh, boy, has she ever. She's doing, uh, was the Spartan races, right? Yeah, she's crazier than me, man. It's <laughs> She got me to do a Spartan race. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, Um, you know, mud and running and, like, that just seems like a, a, a recipe to me for, for twisted ankles and you know, getting hurt. I, I just, I stay away from that kind of stuff. I, running yeah. is fine. Like I did four and a quarter miles this morning, which is great for the third day in a row. So hopefully we can keep that up going in the next week, but that's a different, um, a whole different game ball game in my opinion. Yeah, no, completely. And, uh, we actually worked through it. She still had the wheelchair. That was the last day she used it. It's literally on her deck covered in mud. She has not touched it in six, seven months now. She has so lost after... so much weight. Yeah, I mean, you can totally see every time she takes a photo. It's it's so amazing that the lady that needed a wheelchair uh, to get by for more than, you know, just, I guess, even in her own house, she would use it. But, um, you know, doesn't need it anymore. And uh, she still has the fuses in her back, right? Those it's aren't like going those anywhere. Yeah, those rods like... are there to stay. That, exactly. So, so I'm so thankful that she met you and that um, you you stayed persistent, and she finally was uh, able to come around and and make this all happen. Yeah, and that's why we're sitting here today. Yeah, absolutely. So, John, why don't you get into your background? Cool. So, uh, I have owned a gym for almost four years now. It's a more of a smaller boutique training studio. We have a team of three to five coaches at any given time, always bringing in a set of interns as well. Now Lori is our member care specialist, so she handles a lot of the minute-to-minute, more urgent things that pop up with members and attendance and you know things like that. And uh, I started this business from an idea about seven years ago. I had graduated. I was doing a job. I was actually miserable waking up every day, uh, and I was really bad at it too. My attitude was a large part of that. And uh, I decided after six months I was going to just go on my own. So at the ripe age of 23, I jumped ship and uh, 
went on my own as a personal trainer, created several boot camps and group classes around Northern Virginia. They kept growing, and uh, I, I pulled the trigger and opened a gym. So, so that was almost four years ago now. Wow. That's awesome. That's, congratulations. Uh, and, and obviously doing amazing things in your, right in your backyard. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's very fulfilling. There's good days and great days. One of my, one of my first mentors, he, he had stage three cancer uh, three times, I believe. And he said after that third time, he realized there's only good days and great days, right? Because stage four cancer is not a very good thing. And, uh, you know, that perspective has really stuck with me. Oh, I, I, I love that. That's why I laughed because it's, it's a great way of looking at life. And uh, it's, it's definitely something I can identify with because every day could be so much worse than it absolutely is. And um, if you continue to look at the bright side and, and figure out what, you know, what you could be doing better. And, you know, the thing I always ask and one of the things that my friend uh, and, and, and uh, past guest co-host Matt used to say is, you know, Joe, like 10 years ago, you asked me or I said, you asked how I was doing today. And I said, um, I'm, I'm doing good. And I said, why, why are we doing good? Not great. And what can we do to do to get there? And uh, it's it's the, that type of attitude that I just absolutely love. Yeah, it's uh, you know, when we get out of our own heads, when we get out of our own way, and get out of our own little problems, and we focus on others, I find that it's so easy to realize how much we really do have. You know, it makes absolutely. life absolutely, absolutely. So, all right. So, what um, what was some of the first steps? So you you you. you decided to open your own gym what were some of the first steps you took to get that rolling well uh actually i really bootstrapped it so uh i got the inspiration first back in 2011 uh from my one of my best friends my fraternity brothers he opened his own martial arts school he would always call me like almost every week because he's a year or two ahead of me when i was finishing up school and he would just tell me how exciting every day was and you know how well he was doing financially, how fun it was, how fulfilling it was. I was like, wow, that's really awesome. And you know, fitness is basically the same thing as martial arts. The business models are very similar. The service, it doesn't defer too much. So that's what really got me inspired. And then uh, I didn't really know where to start. So I reached back to several old clients I had while I was a personal trainer in college and I, I picked a few up just to, you know, have some income as I as I was uh, literally unemployed for the first time since uh, college. And, um, you know, I I just started putting myself out at networking events, connecting with business people in the area. And someone gave me the idea to reach out to the school system and, and the, the PTAs because parents, they just said, parents will need your help. Go reach out to the parents. So I, I made a list of all the PTAs. I'm in Northern Virginia. There's tons of schools. There's one every mile. Uh, so I had a list of a hundred people. I was just emailing and saying, Hey, my name's John. I'm a trainer. How can I help the parents or get involved? And uh, opportunities started to pop up. Uh, basically someone interpreted that as you want to work with the teachers. And I said, yes, of course I want to work with the teachers. They, they totally need my help. And what I actually discovered was in Northern Virginia, the school system has all this open space after the kids dismissed. So cl- kids clear out, the gyms, the cafeterias, all this is being unused. There's basically no after-school programs for the most part and all this available space. So uh, one of the schools that was a strong believer in taking care of their staff, making sure they're healthy, saw the value in having a trainer come in 
and essentially sell their service exclusively to the teachers on site. I got the space for pennies, literally maybe a couple pennies per day I used it. And uh, I, you know, I wasn't charging an arm and a leg. It was 10, 15 bucks a class. At one point, I was going from school to school as they dismissed between 3 and 5 p.m. And I was serving about 100 teachers at one point. It was really cool. And uh, that's where the idea came from. And I wanted to do more than that because I was limited to just teachers because I was using their facilities. So I started leasing a parking lot. That was my uh, brilliant idea <laughs> because there's no space here. Like everything's premium real estate here. Um, so I sold uh, memberships to a boot camp in a parking lot at a church from my apartment complex. That's it. It was it was that ridiculous of a start. People will come see me at my apartment complex gym. I take them through like a basically a mini consultation sales process and roll them into a boot camp they'd never seen or tried before. And that's how I got my first 50 members. And at that point, I had enough energy and excitement to sign a lease and, and get started. Wow. Wow. That, that You know, I think um, it says a lot when you can see the was it the tree through the forest or whatever to see like you know what let's let's just do it the minimal viable product way and and not just like put our pride aside and be like i don't need to have some big giant gym or 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 some kind something that that's like a, um like a shrine to the awesomeness that i want to create just to get started right cuz that's like hundreds of thousands of dollars exactly that's that's awesome. I, I I applaud you, and I absolutely love it. Thanks, um, man. You're you're welcome. How uh, how did your family take it when you were like, I'm going to start up this gym idea, and it's going to be out of the part like out of school gymnasiums and parking lots? Uh, as much fear and doubt as you could probably imagine, coming from a middle class, uh, hardworking family. You know, the, my parents never had a lot of money. My dad was uh, basically, uh, you know, in poverty growing up. He, uh, the military was his way out, which is awesome. I, I, I commend him to this day for that. My mom was, my mom raised us, you know, so we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So it scared the hell out of them, to say the least. But, I mean, I, I guess they were supportive and now get it? <laughs> we'll say yes. And now they're, they're more proud of me than they ever have been. So, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting when, you know, people come from different places in life and their belief systems create limits around what's possible for you, what's possible for themselves. And, you know, I think we see this all the time in business and even in, in, you know, the job, you know, the job market, the career path, like you see limitations, self-imposed limitations, right? Whether we're talking professionally, personally, whatever it may be. And, when it comes to entrepreneurship, if you don't have that vision, that belief, it, you'll you'll trap yourself. You know, you don't need someone else to stop you. Sometimes, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I, um, I'm glad to hear that they 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 get it now. Four years. Well, it's been, it's well, you've had a gym for four years, but you've done it for more than four years, right? Yes, I've been on my own almost seven years. Wow. Wow. So yeah, so it didn't, so, so the, what was there three years before, between the time when you got started and the time that you finally got a gym? Yep. Yep. Wow. I was running, running around from school to schools, dragging a couple hundred pounds of dumbbells in and out of my car a few times a day. It was pretty fun. Jeez. 
you know, and, and that's absolutely awesome though that you uh, that you were that passionate about it to to do all of that and to make it happen um, instead of you know just being like oh well I guess I could just go be a trainer somewhere else yeah it'd be easier right like you, you wouldn't have to drag hundreds of pounds of uh, dumbbells from from school to school but um, you wouldn't yeah but you, you know what the thing is is you have the vision to see where you want to head. It's it starts there, and you know I'd be lying if I said there wasn't doubt. If bad things didn't happen, I got plenty of stories of failure and frustration, near bankruptcy, you name it, right? You know, uh, and uh, uh, once again, our our problems are minuscule compared to some some things that happen in this world and and the people. But you know, the perspective is um, I'm very grateful for. Well, absolutely, right. So so good thing you bring that up because the next question I'm going to ask you is what kind of roadblocks have you had to uh, traverse and and how have you uh, coped with those? I'd say the first roadblock was, uh, so I had this growing program before I opened the gym and uh, it was we got to 50 members and in Northern Virginia, just much like in Jersey where you are, uh, the weather turns very, very sour, uh, August, September, October, things start getting cold and uh, outdoor boot camp is not going it's a seasonal thing in you know where we live right so i was basically looking at all this work i put in uh to to turning into nothing you know and, and me having to get a job or figure something else out and uh i really hit the ground running and and that same martial arts school friend pushed me to to find a of space available retail was my only option i'll never make that mistake again cuz it costs way too much for a gym and um I found a place uh, at a at the best cost I could, and uh, I met with the leasing agent, and he said, "How much money do you have?" I said, uh, "I think like twenty twenty five thousand saved," and he said, "Well, if you can make your bank account look like fifty thousand, I could probably get a lease deal done for you." So I said, "Okay, great." So all I had to do was uh, borrow twenty five thousand dollars to produce a bank slip, and then uh, give the twenty five dollars thousand dollars back to that same person right away after because I, I couldn't just take the money, you know, and I couldn't get a loan. I couldn't get approved. So my parents, I had to overcome that hurdle. That was the first one. Uh, thankfully, after a lot of convincing, begging, pleading, they gave me the 25 grand. Uh, I hope they aren't listening to this right now. Maybe they are. But uh, I used that $25,000 to show that I uh, had 50 grand enough to get the lease done. Gave them that check back the same day. And uh, that was one of the initial reasons to not continue. You know, that was one of those moments where I could say, wow, this isn't going to work. So uh, there's always a way, sometimes uh, ones that we shouldn't be sharing on a podcast, but I think you get the idea. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I think it speaks uh, volumes that they would even trust you with that much money, um, even just for a day, right? It's not like they don't know where you lived. Yeah. But, um, but even still, yeah, I mean, so, so, but it says something that they believed enough that they would let you do that. They let me, they let me give it my go and all I had, you know, and, and I, I'm grateful for that because without that mo without that, I wouldn't have done it. Right. And, and cause the other part of it is, is that, yeah, the reason you're supposed to have $50,000 is just like as a just in case to get to prove that you had the money to get started. You, you know, it's funny. Uh, the leasing agent was dead on because I almost went bankrupt down the, you know, six, seven months down the road because I wasn't in a good financial position. So the ironic thing is I really should have had that 50 grand in my bank account from day one. But you know that once again, you learn, right? 
Well, yeah, yeah, because I mean, you don't just when you know, so, you know, to get the money to open up a a gym is not cheap to begin with, but um, you know, to make it profitable within under six months is is a tough thing to do. I mean, fortunately, you had already been working it for three years, so it's not like you were opening it to to crickets. I mean, I'm sure you already yeah. had tons of emails and contacts of people that were interested in doing it, you know, being a part of it with you, but. Yeah, I mean, it's still like even like so. So in my family's business, like it could take up to three years to turn a profit out of a store. Yeah, you know, hundred um, percent. And and that's not just like you know fifty thousand dollars. That's like hundreds of thousands of dollars to get your 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 flag in the ground in a market. Um, so yeah, and and if you don't have the marketing dollars behind it as well. To like, oh, we're just gonna like litter TV, litter radio, and just like really blitz as much like paper on the on the street as we possibly can, uh, billboards, you know, to get that to get that word out there. It's yeah, yeah, but you, you really need as much money as you possibly can. So how, how did you rebound out of that? I actually came across a mentor who I work with now, and I do consulting with for other gym owners. The guy taught me how to really genuinely learn to believe in myself, and with that, gave me some of the basic tools how to how to do online marketing to get you know leads in right, mainly from Facebook with us, with some other strategies. Uh, he taught me how to sell right, how to and charge what I'm worth, you know, because I didn't walk into my business with a high self worth and and that positive self image. So well, you wouldn't my, you wouldn't jump you know running belt barbells or dumbbells all across the city. Uh, you know, and charging like ten, fifteen dollars a session. Yeah. So I once again another self-imposed limitation I had to come over. You know. So uh, so I came across him and, and uh, he mentored me, and uh, that's what really helped me to. I pulled myself out of debt completely. Uh, I I instilled a premium service level into our business, and that's that's basically where we make our money. That's where we're most effective with our clients in the small group, not the large, you know, boot camp classes. So that it completely changed my life too. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what the level of insurance you probably. I'm sure that's not cheap. You know, the insurance is really not that bad. What kills me personally is rent. I just I just walked into a bad deal because I didn't know any better. You know. Mm. Like the guys, the guys that are are making money in boutique gyms or like CrossFit gyms, for example, they're paying ten bucks a square foot at most. Uh, I'm pushing about twenty five. I'm paying you know subpar. That retail space, that hairdressers, you know, like high end shopping centers are typically thirty to fifty bucks a square foot. So, you know, it's uh it's a mistake. Uh, once again, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. Our lease ends in a year and a half. I'm definitely not renewing there. <laughs> yeah well i because you know the thing is is if you're not making the dollar per square foot then you're not you're not making it right and being um you know smaller and and only being able to have so much throughput uh per hour per day is is really difficult to to justify that right that's why it's like that's why you have hairdressers there because you know 10 minutes in the hair you know 10 minutes could be 100 bucks or, exactly. or, or 20 minutes can be 100 bucks so yep. all of a sudden you can start turning into the more chairs you have turned into, you know, it, it just starts, it turns into a big math problem, really like an algebra problem, but you know, we don't need to scare anybody off with that. 
Yeah. And, that, <laughs> and you know, the, the cool thing is in business, and I'm sure you've seen this too, the things that cause you the biggest problems that you can't run away from, that you have to lean into, they teach you the biggest lessons. And the gift that that has given me is now, you know, whatever business I open next, I have this in, innate ability now to look at the numbers and know down to the minute to the penny what we need to make, what we need to charge, what it's going to cost, everything. And that's something that a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs avoid because it's so just you know draining if it's not naturally you. And yeah. uh, that's that's one of the biggest things I see with trainers too. Like any any of these personal trainers that I help start gyms, they avoid the numbers. They're just like, well, we've got more money coming in than we got coming out. We're good, and that's just. It's just not smart business, you know. I've I've almost uh, you know ate dirt because of that, so I get it. Yeah, you know, it, it's when you decide that it's it's important to uh, to actually make money in your business and not just pretend like, oh, well, we're making we're making money, but it's like, how much money? Enough? Is it enough money? Are you maximizing what you could be getting out of that? I mean that's that's like the services that I offer, you know, uh at the in my consulting business, right? It's it's like you to sit down and figure all that those things out and then be able to um make it so that's like, oh, well, you know, we're going to make a, you know, $200,000 this year, right? It's like, okay, well, how are we going to do that? Let's break it down. Like yep. st- start at the at the basics and make it so that it's like, oh, wow. So you only need to do like 20 clients a month and then at this rate and then you can make that happen like it doesn't seem as so unscalable and one of the things i always always say is stop treadmilling on zero right like if you if you get this mindset of like oh well we haven't made any money it's like well because maybe maybe you actually haven't made any money because you're 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 more got more money going out than coming in like you were you know saying but um to 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 treadmill on zero just means like you're you really haven't sat down to like do the do your homework to really know. Like you might know, oh well, I know how much revenue we're at. Like okay, that's great. Oh, how much profit? Okay, and what's your expenses? Like okay, that's three numbers out of like the probably hundred plus numbers you should know, right? Like or at least have somewhere down. Like I don't expect everyone, and I don't know about you, but I don't expect everyone to like remember every last number, right? But if you don't have it down where you can easily go to it and be like, I know. This is what this is what it's supposed to be. Um, then it's 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 yeah. So do, I, I got to ask you: Do you do budgets in your in your business? I do. I I do my accounting every month. I go through my QuickBooks once a week just to update you know my numbers where we're at with cash flow and everything. And my 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 costs are pretty much flat across the board. Payroll's the only variable, and uh, that's why I budgeted for a, a max output. So. You know, I, I know what my costs are for the most part, you know, aside from travel, seminars, workshops, education, stuff like that. That's really all, all that changes. Mm. Okay, cool. So so you set like a, a revenue goal for, you know, the year and then the months and mm-hmm. okay, awesome. That's, that's great to hear. That, that is, that is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So John, what was your childhood dream growing up? I used, you know, I, Looking back, I, I didn't really have a clear vision. I was a big dreamer uh, overall. I used to enjoy drawing. I, I was a big fan of Batman. I, I got all those sketchbooks, and that would teach you how to draw. And I, I wasn't very good at drawing, I'll be honest. Um, but I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I was big into video games and just very you know imagine, imaginative uh, storytelling and, and things like that. 
Um, so I, I didn't really have a vision growing up, which was interesting. And, uh, until I got closer to graduation and, uh, when I, when my friend inspired me, I didn't really know what I want to do with my life. Like I went to college by accident. I like to say, I didn't, I, I didn't know I was, I, it's just what people did. That's, that's what I was taught, you know? It is, it is. And that's how so many people ended up in debt and not, and no way to get out of it. Um, I like to, I refer to one of the, the professional, like I'm on a professional sports team, like email list and, and they wrote out that they were looking for a receptionist and, uh, not naming the job, the, 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 uh, the team, but you know, local to my area at least. And then the receptionist minimum, what they wanted a bachelor's degree to be a receptionist. That is like totally mind blowing to me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that, that we we've gotten to that point. I mean, it's only going to continue to get worse too. Yeah. Um, You're going to literally need a college degree. Like like a master's at some point to be a receptionist. Like, yeah. I mean, it's the inflation of all that, right? The inflation of, of, well, if everybody gets it, then you're not that special. So what makes you special? You get the next level, (laughs) you know, that's why, that's why I love entrepreneurship. You know, like uh, there's a few things in life that we need degrees or, you know, formal education for obviously medical law, things like that. But like you could do so much in your life, uh, with self-education and, you know, going direct route into trade work and just getting, getting your feet wet, getting experience, you know? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I used to think the whole doctor thing too, but then um, I was talking to somebody who who's, you know, un, no, like knows a lot about the third world, like third world countries, and like they're doing the same work, but like at an apprentice apprenticeship level, like brain surgery and stuff. Like, wow. yeah, like I was surprised, I was shocked to hear that. But I mean, like, I guess you know the experiences that you you can incur are just to me it's just as valuable so like i i don't want to say that i wouldn't go that route if i needed it but i you know it's it's one of those things that he's like you really really want to know what's like that that's this isn't their first time doing it oh absolutely regardless <laughs> yeah. of if they went to school or not like uh you know let like i i rather i wouldn't i don't know first time is tough this goes uh you know i think this goes a lot into like marketing today and um positioning and you know what really is expert status expert status is perception a lot of times you know it's a lot of times the expert isn't the best person i i I don't know i don't know jillian michaels personally but i might be a better personal trainer than her what's the difference between me and her she's they marketed the hell out of her you know someone will pay a 10x 20x for her time than mine because of, of the perception of the reality around her well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it does. Um, you know, as my dad always said, perception is reality, and and it is to a point. Um, but you know, it also depends on who you're trying to ex- uh, access. That you know, like the more you need more marketing to get to that point, to get to the people that can afford that level of service, right? Because like, if you open up a shop and you're like, oh, we're gonna charge you know, a hundred thousand dollars for a hamburger. Well, Hey, I mean, they have gold pizza in New York. You can get pizza with gold on it and I forget how much it is, but I mean, it's, it's not crazy expensive. It, it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> I want to say like five grand or something like that. Let me see. I can Google it. Gold, gold pizza. pizza. Can you eat it? 
Yeah, it's edible gold. What? I mean, it it doesn't taste the greatest. It's two thousand dollars for twenty four karat gold uh, topped pizza. And yeah, you gotta here. I'm gonna pull pull it out. I mean, we we shouldn't be doing this on the on the podcast, but no, I'm I'm enjoying but, this. <laughs> but but check it out, check it out. So so and I, maybe I should um I'll include the link in the show notes at superjoepyro.com. Um, but yeah, so they have like this this whole process that they like do shaved truffles and and looks like I guess mushrooms, and then they like do gold flakes that are edible. I mean, apparently, I, from what I heard, it was it doesn't taste that good, and it's not that big either. So, I mean, I guess it's big enough, but for two thousand dollars, so it's two hundred fifty dollars a slice. Wow. So, I mean, if you split it like eight ways, now you're talking about like, oh, let's go do something crazy that we're like only going to do once ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you had like eight Hopefully. people, and you're like, hey, we'll just split instead of doing like two hundred fifty dollars a slice, we'll do half of that, so one hundred twenty five a slice, and make a night out of it. That is insane. I'm watching this right now. Yeah, you so you're you're watching it and um I'm going to I'm going to make sure I get this in the show notes uh at superjoepyro.com um for for everyone to go and check out cuz it is it is pretty pretty wild. But people you know somebody's buying it, right? I would think Some five people per month. <laughs> hey, five people per month is $10,000 like that could be the rent in New York. well if the pizza shop's small enough it could be you know in theory it could be like if they want to sell five a month to make the rent everything else is make you know let's make it rain you know like it's it's one of those things where it's like you only have to figure out enough um that to to be the tipping point for what you need that teaches us too that you know as business owners entrepreneurs it really like your dream is really possible like that in itself says it right there. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Some somebody dream this up. Gold pizza into a product and is getting it done. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and got a lot of press for it apparently. Um, <laughs> so I don't know when's the next time I'll be in New York to go and check it out. It's in downtown South Seventieth or Seventieth Seventy South Street. But um, but yeah. I mean, I wouldn't buy it. Not, not for. Not, I mean, even for two hundred and twenty-five, uh, it's it's a little, little, little tough to swallow. Uh, pun intended. Of course. <laughs> Plus, it probably tastes like metal. I I would think so. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah, just, like licking a like a licking a golden uh, frozen pole. Well, not a melting pole, like from that movie uh, Christmas Story. <laughs> anyway, um, so so what do your dreams for the future look like, John? Well, I started a, a podcast called Life Inspired, which we you just had you on about two weeks ago or so. Woo-hoo. Oh, so wait, and, I've already uh, been I've been on the show. Uh, recorded, recorded uh, two we weeks recorded ago. Two recorded two weeks ago. Yeah. ago, coming out probably before this comes out. I, I yes. would assume. Yes. Um. So my my goal, my dream with that is to surround myself with interesting, influential people that are doing what they are setting out to do with their lives, whether that be having a podcast, a $100 million company, a socially driven business that brings clean water to different parts of the world, or whatever someone's vision is, uh, that they're not making excuses, they have a bigger vision than than, someone else set for themselves, and they're going after it. Right. 
Um, I want to inspire people to go after the things they talk about that they're not acting on. All right. Um, I also am doing business consulting too. So uh, I'm targeting different niches right now. I uh, just picked up one of my first clients outside of the fitness consulting I do, and she's a local massage therapist. So we're gonna we're gonna triple her profits and and grow her business in the next few months and get a another team member on board. And uh, that's really what my passion is. I I enjoy coaching, consulting, and speaking. Uh, so any anyone looking for a speaker, a guest speaker on entrepreneurship, motivation, inspiration, habit change, uh, which all applies to business performance, a hundred percent. Because um, I believe if you can get someone to change their diet, you get someone to change their lifestyle, their mindset around how they eat, how they live their their personal life, it's you. It's so much easier to do that when it comes to the business side. Yes, I I, I would totally agree. I uh, I definitely feel a lot better after I I when you know when I'm working out than when I'm not. Uh, it's more energy and more. Um, I can be more focused and really. Uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, I just enjoy myself more and, and the process more when I'm, when I'm more focused on, uh, taking care of myself and more than just like, Hey, what video game can I play tonight? <laughs> the quality of your life improves everything in your life. It, fitness and nutrition is a foundation and a mirror for the quality of how everything else, the discipline, the commitment, the habits, the actions, how every, everything else shows up in your life, your relationships, how you manage your money, how you manage your business, how you spend your time, everything. Absolutely. John, how can people connect with you online? They can reach me at coachjohncasto.com, C-O-A-C-H-J-O-H-N-C-A-S-T-O.com. Also, uh, you can find me as Coach John Casto at, on Instagram, Coach John Casto, on Snapchat, and also uh, on Facebook, find me, John Casto, I'm in Washington, D.C., and, and I'm highly active on all three platforms. Awesome. Well, I will definitely have all those in the show notes at dreamerspodcast.com for people to check out, as well as the gold pizza that you uh, can click on the link and watch the video. Maybe I'll just include the video since it's like a Vimeo. I'll just like embed it in the, <laughs> yeah. to, the to the episode show notes. Um, John, before we wrap up here, is there any, uh, well, actually, you know what? There is something I want to share before we wrap up. Um, uh, so you're going to be coming to speak at, uh, at DreamCon 2017 here. Yes. Hopefully this episode comes out before then, but if it, I'll, <laughs> I'll see what I can do, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, DreamCon 2017, it's going to be here in Swedesboro, uh, New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia. Uh, we're looking, you know, we're trying to get around 100 people together. We're, we're getting closer and every day we're getting closer to that number. And uh, there's going to be speakers and we're raising money for Give Kids the World. And it's going to be a great time playing Minute to Win It games, uh, talks and follow-up episodes. And it's going to be a really great time. So you can go to dreamcon.us. And what is your talk going to be about, John? Let me. What was actually, it about? If this doesn't by chance come I, out, I have the notes <laughs> right here. Uh, Love the preparedness. Yes, uh, living a purpose-driven life. So uh, the topic of the talk is that I believe in helping people create a vision for their life greater than they currently believe possible, or pursue a dream that they've been talking about or thinking about for months or years. And my purpose personally is to help people to learn to believe in themselves and what they're capable of. And that starts with inspiring others through our actions to go after what they really want in life. Love it. And that is why you are coming to speak at DreamCon 
to help inspire other people who are inspiring because everybody that's going to be there is is somebody that's tied to the past guests or um, actually in some cases not past guests but coming to speak and it just you know we're we're celebrating three years of the Dreamers podcast. I, it's been an incredible three years, and I'm I'm so proud that it's continuing on. Uh, go you know going forward. So, and I'm happy to have you a part of that, John. Thank you. I will be rallying uh, a number of people from my community at my gym. I know I'm sure Lori will bring Carful. I'll be bringing a few people as well. So uh, we'll we'll try to add a, a you know our share of audience as well. Oh, that would be absolutely awesome. Uh, thank you so much uh, for that and, and believing in it. And this whole, you know, the whole network of people will just continue to grow. Um, thanks to people like you bringing more outsiders in to understand where uh, the Dreamers podcast lands and how they can utilize it, um, not only for business, but for their life, right? It's, it's business lessons from those who live their dreams. To me, life and business go really hand in hand. Uh, and, and I think that if you you know, if you can get one in balance, the other is going to be a lot easier, right? Because it just, you don't feel like it's, everything's coming in at you at once. A hundred percent. So is there any last thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap up? Yeah. You know, the more you grow as a person, the more your life will change and, and things start to become possible for you. And one quote that, uh, well, a few, two ideas I want to share. So, First and foremost, who you are determines how well what you do, which is why I'm such a believer in not only doing the work, but, uh, you know, developing yourself through self-development courses, programs, uh, seminars, going to, you know, events like DreamCon, right? Like the, the, the time and money you invest in yourself will show up in everything else. And uh, a, a quote that I like to share that goes in hand with this by one of my mentors is, uh, you know, who is the type of person you have to become to get what you want in life? Love it. And uh, so so thank you very much for taking the time, John. Uh, I look forward to having you on the show again in the future to, to follow up on how everything's been going. You said a year a year and a half left on your lease? About a year and a half left on lease. That's right. So, so you're probably what? Still maybe 8 to 12 months out from looking at places or have you already started? We're peeking around. There's uh, there's not a lot of great options, but we'll find something. Yeah, I mean, you still got a ways to go. So that's why I was like, yeah, you know, you, you don't want to like wait till two months to go. No, but, no. <laughs> but you know, you, you know, to eighteen months out, you don't know what's going to still be available by then. This is to yeah. me, it's just a little too far out. So, um, well, thank you so much again, and uh, you know, if you really enjoyed the Dreamers podcast, if you enjoyed this episode with John. Please feel free. You don't need to go on rate and review. You don't. I mean, if you want to, if you want to do that, that's great. If you want to hit the subscribe button, that's great. Um, but just share it with a friend. You know, that's that's all I could really ask. Uh, this month, and and of course, this is month of March. So when this is coming out, uh, hopefully before DreamCon, knock on wood, uh, we, you know, we're we're having the like right now. We're on track to do the third best month we've ever had of the show. Uh, in three years so please continue to share it with your friends and uh, hopefully we'll see you all at DreamCon thanks again John absolutely thank you thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast 
If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.